attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. And hello, hello, hello. It's me, Dana, again this week. Um, Adam is overseas. He's across the pond in England. He is running a marathon right now, which is pretty incredible. Actually, he ran it. By the time I'm recording this, he's completed the marathon. And this was his 18th marathon. He did, I don't know what his record time was, but he did it. And I'm super impressed with him. And I believe he raised over $20,000 for cancer research, which is incredible. So congrats, Adam. Uh, But because Adam, I think, is on an airplane right now coming back to the States, I invited fan favorite Kim Moffat back to the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I am also running a marathon right now. And my time is better than Adam's time. My time is five minutes. Five minutes for a marathon. That is unheard of. I don't think. Do you know what a marathon is, Kim? When you say it like that, I'm not sure I do. Okay. Yeah. This is like a 26 and a half mile uh, run that you do. No? On purpose? On purpose. Yep. You wear one of those bibs with a number. (laughs) (laughs) I wear a bib all the time. Nobody congratulates me on anything. (laughs) It's true. What a weird joke. But uh, hey, congratulations. You didn't spill on yourself today. So that's a big Thank deal. You. Congratulations, Adam. Congratulations, everyone that got to be around Adam. And congratulations to me, because now I get to say, oh, Adam, while he was over there on his marathon, he was British. He was British. He had a cuppa. He have a cuppa. You do know his husband is British, right? He, yeah, he's British Kurt also. He's British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kim thinks she is British and likes to put on this horrible accent any chance she can get. Anytime anybody mentions anything England related, she's like, oh, jolly old day, or whatever you say. I, I say, I say British <laughs> and I say cuppa, which is, and I don't do that in an accent. And then I just say, um, oh, you want to talk about football? Mm. Then I don a hat. Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. Um, I think also it's time for you to stop watching Ted Lasso. I'm just, it's a great show, but it's been a lot. No. (laughs) You've been a little too deep in the Ted Lasso universe, and it's kind (laughs) of concerning to me as your friend. Listen, you're curious, not judgmental. Okay. All right. Uh, well, folks, because Adam's not here, I figured we'd save the news for when Adam returns about all things Disney. But I wanted to have Kim on this week so we could do a really fun two series of games that I have found off of the Internet. So I found first off on the HowStuffWorks.com a quiz that says, can you pass this ridiculously hard Disneyland quiz? I have not done it yet, so I figure I'll ask you the questions, Kim, and we'll see if you or I know the answers. It was not pitched to me as ridiculously hard. I can't imagine it's that hard. Yeah, see the words right here? It's ridiculously hard, it says. Well, that's I'm nervous. That's an ad for Alaska Airlines up above it. But then it says, can you pass this ridiculously hard Disneyland quiz? (laughs) So we'll see. And then I also have a really fun... Would you rather when we are done here? So enjoy these games, folks. Also, take a pause when you're listening and see if you know the answers before Kim or I know any of these answers. So and let us know um, on Instagram. Let us know if you agree with our answers. If you're like, wow, you guys are real ridiculously dumb on not knowing those answers. So would be very on brand for me. Yes. Okay. All right, Kim. Are you ready? I was born ready and nervous and on time. Okay. 
this is multiple choice. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you the multiple choices before you answer. But some this first one, you're going to obviously know this answer. So, okay. First question. Where is the original Disneyland situated? Miami, Chicago, New York, or Anaheim? Whew, ridiculously hard. <laughs> um, Anaheim, obviously. Yes. Yeah, this is, maybe they're just buttering us up at the beginning. They're building my confidence just to break it down. Yes, they surely are. Uh, 1313 Disneyland Drive, Anaheim, California, 92802. That's the address. Ooh. Okay. Do you know in what year Disneyland first opened its doors? 1938, 1955, 1961, or 1970? 55. Yes. This is too easy. Come on, Internet. I got nervous. You gave me a look. You gave me a look. Were you nervous? Were you not totally confident? Um, I was, I thought 55 immediately as soon as you asked the question. So it was, you know, when you're like just hoping you see it on a multiple choice. Yep, I got you. Yep, Disneyland opened on July 17th, 1955. Okay, next one. True or false, Disneyland was renamed to Disneyland Park in the 1990s. Like a fish, uh, uh, false? Let's click on it. True? False. It's true. In the 1990s, well, I'm going to read it. I'm going to tell you. In the 1990s, it was decided... (laughs) By the powers that be to change the name to Disneyland Park. And the reason why it was to stand out from the massive complex around it, which continued to expand. It's kind of silly, but that makes sense. Yeah, that is. We we always called California Adventure DCA, Disney's California Adventure, and we abbreviate it. But DLP is what you say when you mean Disneyland Park. So I Oh, yes, the the classic <laughs> DLP, as we're always talking about. I don't know how I got that one wrong. We're always like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Going to DLP. <laughs> okay, we don't <laughs> say it. Nobody. People say it. Nobody. People. If you say it, you write in. <laughs> you write into this show and you tell us. <sighs> yeah, okay. Was Andrew say it? Perfect Andrew? Does he say DLP? I bet he does. Yeah. That's what they say in all the abbreviations as cast members. I remember at Disney World, everything is all abbreviated and stuff out there. All right, next one. I hate it. <laughs> in okay. which country was the first Disneyland park outside of the United States built? Was it Abu Dhabi, London, Paris, or Tokyo? This one's tricky because what I want it to be is London town. <laughs> Just so I can say things like that. Um, but I don't think anybody in London enjoys that or wants me to go there ever. Uh, I am going to say Paris. You think Paris is the first one that they built? Now when you say it like that, I don't. Well, I'm asking because you, you've been talking about <laughs> London. They don't have one in London. so They don't. Yeah, that makes sense. Now I think Paris. Okay. That's false. It was Tokyo. <gasps> The first Disneyland theme park to open outside of the U.S. was Tokyo, Japan. The first visitors entered the park on April 15th, 1983. Wow. In 2017, the park hosted 16.6 million visitors. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. 83. I thought it was younger than that. I didn't know it was built in 1983. 83. 1983. It's just a baby. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Are you saying that because you were born in 1983? I wasn't born in 1983. How dare you? How dare you slander me like that? Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> I want a lawyer. Okay. 
Yes, you were born eighty four. I know this. I just like thank to you. thank you. Jeez, add thank you because it really bothers you. <laughs> okay, true or false? Walt Disney was inspired to start Disneyland after watching his daughters ride a merry-go-round. Um, I'm going to say true with a caveat. Okay. Because I think that that was like, do you think he imagined all of Disneyland based on the carousel? Or do you think he thought, I want to do a carousel, and then he built it out from there? The story I remember is that he saw his daughters at Griffith Park at the merry-go-round, the big carousel there. And he couldn't ride because he was an adult and it was only for kids. And he thought, I wish there was a place where kids could be with their parents and have the same enjoyment at the same time. Oh, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I think he really did come up with, like, I want to make a theme park land. And then I think he'd been to, like, Coney Island and those types of places and thought they looked dirty. And he wanted to make a cleaner, happier park, yeah. which he did. Okay. So, yes, the answer is true. Uh, the internet says it was Griffith Park, we just said that, in Los Angeles, where Walt Disney had the idea for a theme park of his own. His would be a little different, though, as he could incorporate how his famous characters into the park would interact with guests and other attractions. Okay. All right, fine. Look at the big brain on Kim. Yeah, you got one, Kim. I got you. You've gotten all, but I think you, you've missed two. Yeah. Okay. How many attractions do you think Disneyland had on its opening day? Was it... 55 attractions, 111 attractions, 18 attractions, or 22 attractions. What are we counting as an attraction? I think anything that is- Like a parade? A ride. I think it's anything that's a ride. ride. I don't think they, in shows, like Lincoln would be an attraction. Well, it's an emotional ride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a roller coaster. Brings me to tears. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> um, oh, God. I, hmm. What were the last two numbers, 18 and 22? Yep. Uh, I'm going to say 18. I'm going to say 22. I'm going to say 22. I'm going to say 22. I don't know either. Okay, we're going to click on 22 and see if we're right. We're wrong. It was 18. Oh, son of... Listen, let this be a lesson to just always go with your heart. Yeah. Let your conscience be your guide. Believe in yourself. As, um, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Believe in yourself. You know, you're braver than you realize mm -hmm. or something. Um, okay, well, when it opened in 1955, Disneyland had just 18 rides and attractions. Well, that's a little misleading, rides and attractions. And how many of those originals are still running today? Well, you wouldn't think any, but in fact, 14 of them remain today. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Which Hollywood actor, comedian, and bluegrass musician worked at Disneyland as a kid? I don't even need a multiple choice. I know this answer. I don't need a, a multiple choice either because not only did I grow up going to Disneyland, what I went to more was Knott's Berry Farm where he also was employed there. Yeah. And they were so proud of him and the history of Knott's Berry Farm that the um, chicken dinner menu or placemats, <laughs> the paper placemats had like all the years and it included Disneyland being open and the fact that Steve Martin worked first at Disneyland then came over to Knott's Berry Farm. He or did. Vice versa, one of them. Yes, it was yeah. Steve Martin. Worked in the magic shop. Yep, it was Steve Martin. I read his book a couple, like a year ago, his autobiography called Born Standing Up. Love it. Highly recommend it to anyone. But he has a whole chapter dedicated to his time at Disneyland. And he was a kid. He would sell the maps in the Esplanade before you walked in. So oh, wow. I guess they weren't giving those out for free. So he was like, they liked me because I was like a 
15-year-old little kid selling these and people would buy them. And then when he got a little older, he ended up working at the magic shop. And that's where he got really into like the sleight of hand style, which he used in his comedy acts as an adult. And he also talks about Knott's Berry Farm. I think he dedicates more time talking about that experience because that's where he learned a lot of his like stand-up and vaudeville type of act because he was in one of those performance shows there. So, Mm -hmm. and he loved it. So. Highly recommend it. The other suggestions, which I think are really odd ones that they gave, were Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, or Robin Williams. Interesting. I know. Well, I guess they're all maybe not Adam Sandler. I was going to say Robin Williams, I guess, is a Disney actor. So maybe that's why they were like, we can trick him this way. He makes sense. The other two, I'm like, huh. Okay. You want to know my other fun fact of another celebrity that worked at Disneyland? No, thanks. Okay. Never mind then. No, 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 no. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer was Alice in Wonderland when she was a teenager. Yeah. That is fun. I know, right? Pretty huh. cool. Um, okay, next cool. question. Disneyland has always proved popular even in the early days. How long did it take for one million visitors to pass through its doors? Was it a year, six months, two months, or one day? Two months. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Because yeah. now I'm kind of thinking I, I of- think a day sounds crazy, but anything other than that is way too long. Okay. But remember we were just reading about Tokyo Disney and they said that in 2017, the park hosted 16.6 million visitors. Oh, wait, that's in one year. And that's like everybody knows about Disney already. Okay. So we're this saying- This is a new land. I'm going to say two months. Okay. Making an educated guess. That's correct. Yay. Even though it only had 18 rides when it started out, we now know this, people flocked to Disneyland to see what it was all about. Many of the media and corporate world thought the park would be a failure, but it took just two months for a million visitors to move through the turnstiles. Man. That's cool. Good job, Disney. Okay. Trimmings on the outside of the Disney ride, It's a Small World, are made out of what? Is it iron? Gold? Diamonds or none of the above. Come on, you could have come up with something else. Internet, like the um, faces and stuff. It's like the spires and like flowers and stuff on that big front. Like I guess iron. You think iron? Iron or none of the above because it's wood. But my thought is iron. I I guess if they're asking, it's not diamonds. It's not diamonds, but you're wrong on all of it. I think it's gold. I'm going to click on gold because I think that's it. And I would be right. I'm going to throw this pen across the room. I am right. It's gold. The original It's a Small World ride has 22 karat gold trimmings found all around the outside of it. Small World is a water ride and is replicated as a number of other Disney parks around the world. That's boring. Uh, But there you go. Let's go steal some of it. You kind of can't get to it. There's like a moat around it and it's far away. Not with that attitude. Okay. Remember when you were threatening me that you were going to ride a giraffe when we stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge? You were going to- Yeah, and you guys got real weird and wouldn't let me do it. Yeah. We did not want you to go to jail in Florida. Nobody wants that. I would not have fared well there, that's for sure, but it would have been a story. Yeah. One you might still be living right now if we had let you do it. I would assume so. I don't think they'd like me very much down there. (laughs) Okay, next question. There are a number of Disneyland resorts around the globe. Is there one in Hong Kong? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. This is not a ridiculously hard quiz internet. 
Ugh. Yes. Ugh. I'm mad too. Disneyland Hong Kong opened on September 12, 2005. Since its opening, it's hosted over 25 million visitors. In 2017, it ranked as the 18th busiest theme park in the world based on yearly attendance. Wow. This is clearly a 2017 quiz that I have found. Yeah. Okay. This is not ridiculously hard, though, guys. Come on. Give us a hard one. Which Disney roller coaster was the first of its kind to be constructed of tubular steel? Was it Slinky Dog Dash, Seven Dwarves Mine Train, The Matterhorn, or Crush's Coaster? Let's go crazy. Let's say The Matterhorn. It feels like it has outdated technology because it's a spinal realignment ride. It feels very outdated, even though they're constantly trying to fix it up. Well, Matterhorn's the correct answer. Although called the Matterhorn, the full name of the roller coaster is Matterhorn Bobsleds. The first tubular roller coaster in the world, this ride was styled to look like the Matterhorn Peak of the Alps. The Matterhorn was officially opened on June 14th, 1959. Follow-up. What is tubular steel? (laughs) Is that like what the track is on? It's a track. Yeah, it's the two tracks, so it's like sitting on the wheels, and then the tube is the tubes, the hollowed-out tubes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Because that they hadn't created that before. And now it's like a lot of rides. I mean, there's like wooden roller coasters, um, but this is like a tube, tubular steel roller coaster. So there you go. I'm from, you know, San Diego. Tubular is something else. Tubular. Like rad, cool. Yeah. You know, you know I'm always saying tubular. You are. Just like you're always saying DLP. I'm always saying tubular. <laughs> agree. <laughs> Strong agree. You're always saying it. Um what was buried on July 17th, 1995 in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle? Was it an apple, a time capsule, Mickey Mouse ears, or none of the above? I think it's Walt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? His, his frozen head. They found it and they buried it right under the castle. Tossed it right yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, Dana, that's, that's a really inappropriate joke. I can't believe you made it. Um. <laughs> I am gonna guess a time capsule. Did they bury anything? I don't I've never heard of this before. Me neither, but the only thing I could think would be a time capsule. Well now I'm thinking like, is this just a fake question? We should hit none of the above. I don't know. Oh. Or when was it? July 17th, 1995. So that was its 50th anniversary or uh, no, 25th anniversary? Hmm. No, 1995. I- it was its 40th anniversary. You know what? I- hear me out. I say none of the above because wouldn't there be something like a sign or something for it? I think so. We're there a lot. I'm going to say none of the above as well. I think this is fake. Okay. And if it was anything worth money, Bob Paycheck would be down there like digging it up, seeing if he could sell it. (laughs) We were wrong, Kim. It was a time capsule. Son of a... Okay. And again, and again, we say, believe in yourselves, (laughs) you know? Maybe the problem is that you're not watching enough Ted Lasso, and it's making me not believe. Maybe. Maybe I should think about that. put that sign up above our door here. A time capsule. On July 17th, 1995, the 40th anniversary of Disneyland, park authorities buried a time capsule in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle. It will be opened on July 17th, 2035, the day which marks the 80th anniversary of the theme park. <gasps> What's in it? It's so close. And also, these are weird time landmarks. <laughs> right. Weird. I want to go. I wonder what's in it. Do you think it's just like 90s merchandise? Or do you think it's like something more significant? 
If it's merch, it's getting dug up early. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that uh, Chapex digging that thing up if it's merch. It's selling it right now. Ooh, I looked it up. What is inside the Disneyland time capsule? The internet says there are several things in there, including a limited edition 15th anniversary commemorative coin from Disney's Contemporary Resort, cast member name tags, and a cast member magazine featuring Cinderella Castle dressed. No, wait, that's got it. <gasps> they must have one at Disney World, too. Hold on. Okay, I got it. I got the wrong one. Disneyland time capsule. This time capsule contains concept art for the park, maps, tickets, cast member name tags, and some more small mementos. Huh. That's weird. There is a sign. There's a sign of, of this. Really? The Disneyland 40th anniversary time capsule. Yeah, I'm sending it to you right now. This is so weird. I had no idea. Look, we've learned something new about Disneyland today. This is very exciting. Oh. I've never seen Okay, this. sorry. I was confused. I didn't realize we were talking about DLP. We, mm, yeah. Yeah. Not DCA, My bad. DLP. Yeah, DLP. You know okay, we- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, a time capsule. We got that one wrong. I'm so weirded out that I never knew this. Okay, next question. What was the last ride Walt Disney personally supervised the design of? I know this. If you've listened to Gen D, you would know this too because I did this in the vault. Was it the Matterhorn, Pirates of the Caribbean, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, or Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? Big Thunder? When does this when does this quiz think that Walt Disney died? Because they have named Seven Dwarfs Mine Train a couple times, and that's a new ride, isn't it? Yeah, it is a new ride. It's trying to trick you, Kim. That's what a quiz does. Okay, well, it may have worked because I'm probably wrong, but my I want to say Big Thunder. No, Pirates. Oh, thank no, Big goodness. Thunder. Not, no pirates. What is wrong with you? It's not Big Thunder. Big a Thunder lot. was made in the late 90s or late 80s, and Walt was not around in the late 80s. It was Um, it was pirates. Remember, we did this as a vault. Clearly, you didn't listen to that episode, Kim. How dare no, I will not be, I will not be misaligned as a non-listener. It I'm is just not that smart. I would rather people understand that I'm just not that smart than think I don't listen. I forgot. Well, I shared when we did the vault that he was, they made the track out at the Burbank studio for him to get to experience. And it was like the last thing he kind of did with Disney before he passed away in like the 60s. So um, there's pictures of him going down the chute and everything, but there's no ride around him. It's just the track, the water track and the boat. That's cool. Does he go down the big drop at the end, that giant drop? That is Splash Mountain, Kim. That's the wrong one. (laughs) I'm talking about um, on Pirates when I always pretend like it's going to be a really big drop and it's just a little baby drop. Um, Yes. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I think he did come up with the idea of the uphill piece because they had to build the ride down below the um, Disneyland. So I think he was the one who came up with the idea of like a reverse waterfall, which is when you're going up it. Okay, so the internet says, long before Hollywood's blockbusters, we know Walt Disney had already come up with the theme for a pirate-based dark ride called the Pirates of the Caribbean. The ride opened in 1967. Sadly, Walt Disney died three months before it opened. Mm-hmm. Dang. I know, so sad. A classic, too. What a great ride. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Splash Mountain was originally going to be called? This I also know if you've been listening religiously to the podcast. 
because we did a vault on Splash Mountain, one of our first episodes. Okay. What was it originally called? Was it called Hell's Bells? <laughs> the Sold. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> these answers are ridiculous. Uh, you'll know the answer because these others are ridiculous. Hell's Bells, Zippity River Run, The Terminator. Yes. Or Seat of the Pants Hill. I, I mean, obviously it's Zippity River Run, but they're all terrible. I would frankly rather it be called the Terminator than right? Zippity River Run. I know. It was Zippity River Run. Let's see what the internet says. The Zippity reference was clearly from the Disney song Zippity Doodah, which is featured from the 1946 movie Song of the South. Today's Splash Mountain is a classic log ride. So prepare to get wet. Uh, come on. Come on, how stuff works. You don't need to add in your own little quips here. <laughs> yeah. Just like, hey, it's a river ride. Yeah. Man, I cannot believe how long it's taking them to do this new overlay of it. Follow-up quiz for you, Kim. Why did they change it to Splash Mountain? Probably because they were like, I don't know, guys. I feel like we shouldn't have done an entire ride around this movie. And they were like, yeah, I agree. Do you want to change it? I think if we just change the name, but keep the song, that's probably enough. Okie doke. 100% they were not thinking that way in 1989 when this ride came out. What they did decide was Michael Eisner wanted to double back on his new popular movie that was about to come out called Splash, starring Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes, of course. You know how every time we see we're at DLP and we see Zippity <laughs> River Run Ride, we're always like, oh, let's go home and watch that classic 1980s romp, Splash, starring Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks. Thank goodness this mountain exists for us to remember the sweet romance between a, a young man and a mermaid. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Here's my other fun fact. The um, privately owned island that Disney owns that you go to on their cruises on the Bahamas, that is where they filmed a few scenes from the movie Splash, the 1989 classic romp. <laughs> uh, so Amazing. Go. Okay, next question. Amazing. Oh my God, this is not ridiculously hard. I can't believe this is a question. I don't even feel like I should ask it. Oh my God, I'm going to get it wrong. Is Marcus Mouse a Disney character? Marcus Mouse? Marcus yes, Mouse. Yes, of course. That's um, Mick Mouse's cousin. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Mouse, the accountant mouse. Oh, no. Stop it. It is. I can see by your face. Oh, no. That's embarrassing. Oh. You were so cocky. I was so cocky about that. Marcus, yes, Marcus Mouse is a Disney character, but certainly a lesser known one. And where does he come from? Well, should Mickey want to marry Minnie one day, he's going to have to talk to Marcus at some point. Why? Because Marcus Mouse is Minnie's father. This is fake. First of all, Marcus, you're not in charge of what Minnie does with her life. Marcus Mouse. I don't like that. Does he wear a bow tie? No, he's got a, a he's a farmer and he's got a corncob pipe. Oh. Yeah. Here, I'll show you. He's got like a long face. He kind of, let me see. Can you see that? Oh, he's elderly. He's an, <laughs> that's Minnie's dad. Oh, he okay. kind of has her eyelashes though. <laughs> <laughs> Dana. He does. You love him so much now. I'm going to post a picture of him on our Instagram and see if you all knew who Marcus Mouse was. He's super from like the 1920s or 30s, it looks like. 
1930. All our DLP heads will know Marcus Mouse. Obviously. He was created on October 25th, 1930 in one of the shorts, one of the Mickey shorts. Um, okay, so we that's embarrassing. Although you were so cocky. This is not a ridiculously hard quiz. Yeah. Okay. Got him. Next one. Although the original Disneyland isn't as big as the whole complex today, it took some time to build Walt Disney's vision. How long did construction last? Was it 20 weeks, one year, 16 weeks, or 30 weeks? I reject the premise because I believe, per Disney, it's never complete. That's a valid point. But you still have to pick one of these four. Ugh, like a year? (laughs) I think so. I think it was a year. It was a year. Let's see. Um, Yes, a year. Builders back in the 1950s sure were quick. Okay, stop it, How Stuff Works. We don't need that. And although (laughs) Disneyland wasn't uh, wasn't that massive originally, it still was an ambitious project. After all, it had 18 rides. We know this. That needed to be built and tested before the park could open. And all of that took just under one year. Pretty impressive. That's pretty fast. It really is. I was saying that the other day because they've got this Tron ride that's supposed to open up at Disney World. This ride already exists at a different park. I think Shanghai Disney. So this ride's already been made somewhere else. And it's taking them over like five years to complete it. It's like that's for one ride. And Walt was able to make an entire theme park in a year. Come on. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. True or false? Mickey Mouse ears are the most popular souvenir at the theme park. I'm going to say true. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What's the, what, what are we counting as a souvenir? I think anything that's not food, any merchandise. I think it's got to be that. But I feel like also Mickey ears. I think it's like the, the Mickey. Oh, they're saying Mickey ears. So it could be they're talking about like the Mickey ear hat, not like the mini ear headbands. Yeah, I'm going to say I, I feel like that's such a classic it's been around forever. Just based on how much how diverse their souvenirs are, that that is a classic. We are correct. Surely you've seen them, says this how stuff works. <laughs> Dana's so mad about this article. It's so funny to me. I just want to talk to the author. Like, you didn't have to be so cheeseball. Surely you've seen them. Most people entering Disneyland buy themselves a pair of Mickey Mouse ears. After all, he's Disney's best creation and probably the most famous mouse in the world. Estimates suggest over 84 million ears have been sold. That's a lot of ears. Keepers. I bought a couple of them. How many um, popcorn-scented spirit jerseys? That's got to be number two of most purchased (laughs) souvenirs. That's just how many you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a whole closet full. Okay, next question. In what year did Disney open the monorail that operates in the park? If you listen to a recent vault, you would know this. Your choices are... 1951, 1959, 2019, or 2000? It must be 1950. Wait, what year? This is Disneyland wasn't even open in 1951. Correct. It's not. So it must be 1959. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. In 1959, Disneyland added the monorail to help transport people around the ever-growing park. And did you know that the monorail was the first of its kind in the Western Hemisphere? Yes, because every single time we go, we ride the monorail, I hear fun facts about the monorail. You're welcome. From you guys. You're welcome. I'm just saying. It's really interesting. Remember, we learned that they won, like, this engineering award that's a plaque outside of the Tomorrowland station for the monorail. I found 
surprisingly, I found learning the history of the monorail to be quite fascinating. (laughs) I know you did, buddy. I liked it. (laughs) I know you do, pal. Okay, next question. One of Disneyland's attractions is the Haunted Mansion. How many ghosts do you think are found there? Is it- 199. Yeah, I'm not even going to give you options. The other options were 27, 50, 101, or 999. 199, they're just missing you. 909 happy hunts. Okay, and by the way, the ride opened on August 9th, 1969. Hmm. Okay, next question. What's so special about the Tomorrowland attraction at Disneyland? Wait, what? What's so special about the Tomorrowland attraction at Disneyland? Is it that entry is free? That it's made of chocolate? That all the plants are edible or none of the above? This is a bad question, but I know the answer. It's all the plants are edible, but what is happening? Why did they phrase it that way? I'm so weirded out. Tomorrowland is a land. It's not an attraction. Yeah. And nothing is free there anymore. It's free to get in once you're there. I'm starting to believe that this HowStuffWorks.com making a ridiculously hard Disneyland quiz is like the person who wrote it has never been to Disneyland before. Or to a theme park. Or talk to humans. It's Southern California. I'm sweating right now as we speak. (laughs) Good luck, Disneyland, Tomorrowland. Uh, Yes, everything's edible. We knew this. Tomorrowland was one of the originally themed lands of Disneyland, and it opened in 1955. Incredibly, all of the plants used in the land are edible, with Disneyland saying the visionary landscape doubles as a potential farm, projecting an ecologically astute future where humanity makes the most of its resources. Yeah, they say that, but then they get really weird when I take a bite of a leaf. No, they don't. I've actually done that before. I've pulled rosemary off. Nobody said anything to me. Tomorrowland, that's all cool and really awesome and everything, but nothing holds a candle to living with the land over at Epcot with the boat ride across the uh, edible food. Nothing holds a candle to that, period. That was my favorite thing, I think. I loved it so much. It was so cool. It's so cute. It's so fun. Next time we go, let's do the walking tour. Yes, please. Okay, cool. Okay, next question. Do you know the original entry price when Disneyland opened in 1955? Was it five cents, 49 cents, one dollar, or ten dollars? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, gotta buy the book. Did I hear the cents again? It's not ten dollars, I don't think, because you gotta buy the book also, and the tickets were so cheap. So it was five cents, 49 cents, one dollar, or ten dollars. I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna guess a dollar. I'm not totally certain either, but I think a dollar seems like the right answer. And it is. Well, today it costs over a hundred dollars. It's more like 150 um, to enter Disneyland. Back in 1955, it cost just one dollar. Having said that, that was pretty pricey at the time. It didn't deter people from checking out the new theme park, however. Ugh, ugh. I gotta stop reading these. So mad. <laughs> you do it to yourself because you do read them. I do read them because I want to know. Oh my gosh, I, I did not check this quiz ahead of time. I didn't read these mm-hmm. questions ahead of time. I just read the first two and said, this will be good enough for Kim and me and a podcast episode. <laughs> 
and you will Kim only needs half of a thought. <laughs> and you'll know that this is all accurate because I would not have shared my fun fact earlier about this person, but you all should be able to get this. Here's the question. Which Hollywood actress once played the part of Alice in Wonderland at Disneyland? Was it Laura Dern, Rose McGowan, Michelle Pfeiffer, or Sarah Jessica Parker? I'll tell you who could have knocked this role out of the park is Laura Dern. Oh, like every role. She's so great. Every role. I love her. Yeah. Well, Michelle Pfeiffer, you guys. Wait, what? She was in the Main Street Electrical Parade as Alice says. True or false? Walt Disney had a secret apartment above Main Street at Disneyland. Um, I believe they're called compartments. Can you hear that? Uh, very true. And if uh, Kim lives there, they're called Kimpartments. Kimpartments. That's Ray's joke. My daughter made that joke and she thinks she's a very clever. That's a clever joke. That's yeah. a great joke. Yeah. Ray has gone to Kim's apartment before and she calls it her Kimpartment. Kimpartment. By the way, if anybody can hear that noise behind me, that is my dog snoring. Marla is here. <laughs> and that is a I motorcycle can't. going by. Okay. Yeah, um, at my compartment. Okay. How much did Disneyland cost to construct before its opening in 1955? Was it $1 million? Oh, maybe I should say this like Dr. Evil. $1 million or $5 million or $500,000 or $17 million? $1. That is. This isn't Price is Right. You can't guess the lowest number. Dang. Um, let's just go 17. $17 million, the highest option. That's how much you think it costs. That's not the highest option. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yep. 1 million, oh. 5 million, 17 million, or $500,000. Maybe 5 million. I actually don't know. I think it's one, but let's click on five. <gasps> we were both wrong. We did it again. It's 17. It's 17 million. Dana, the problem is that I need outside respect so hard that immediately I just go with what you say because you are supposed to be the expert. But perhaps, perhaps I'm the expert. Well, maybe. I'm questioning everything right now. The construction at Disneyland cost $17 million. That's a lot of money in 1955. And Disneyland was taking a huge risk. Walt Disney was taking a huge risk. But it all worked out. That's for sure. Okay, I can't keep reading these. And yet uh, you will. Yeah, I will because I want to know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do one last. Mm, there's still so many questions. So we'll do one more. Make it a good one. What did Walt Disney originally call Disneyland in 1948 after he first came up with the idea? Was it called Goofy Land, Mickey Mouse Park, Pluto World, or None of the Above? It was none of the above. It actually was called the Ship of Dreams. No, that's it Titanic. Was. No, it really was. Okay, no. I'm gonna say none of the above. Those are all terrible names. I hope that I hope it's none of the above. You don't think it was Mickey Mouse Park? That could that could have been it. MMP? No, no. Only a DLP. I'm gonna say none of the above too. <gasps> we were wrong. It was Mickey Mouse Park. Ooh. We were wrong. It was the Ship of Dreams. It wasn't really was. <laughs> Uh, okay. Last question. What shop was found on Main Street up until 1991 that today we would certainly frown upon? Was it a sweet shop, a fragrance shop, a tobacco shop, or a barber shop? 
probably the wacky tobacco. Yeah, it's the only one we would frown upon. Yeah. And they help they still have a barbershop. I'd be like, that's actually very convenient. They Thank still you. have it. They have a barbershop there. Yeah, you but is it working? Cut. Yeah. You can go get your haircut on Main Street. Yes. Really, really. You can go get your haircut on Main Street. And you can go get sweets at a sweet shop. Okay, tobacco shop. It was a different world back then in 1955. Oh, my God. You literally just said you weren't going to read these anymore. <laughs> You're well, so mad. You get mad. <laughs> <laughs> tobacco shops were certainly something you could find on Main Street anywhere in the United States. But as smoking became more unfashionable and its health risks became more known, and seeing that Disneyland is all about kids, the shop was taken out of Main Street in 1991. Good job. That's good. Good job. Okay. Well, look, we did pretty well. I'm not finishing the quiz. So if anybody wants to go finish the last like 10 or so questions, you can go to HowStuffWorks.com and find the, quote, ridiculously hard Disneyland quiz and see how you do. Good luck. All right, Kim, are you ready for our next game? This one will be a little bit shorter. This is some Would You Rathers. And I found this from BuzzFeed. So we're going to see how well we do here. Let's do it. Would You Rather Disneyland Edition. Okay, Kim, Would You Rather... Never ride Splash Mountain again or never ride Space Mountain again? Never ride Space Mountain again. You're not a big Space Mountain fan? I like it, but I prefer Splash Mountain. I agree. I'm with you on that one. Would you rather have unlimited fast passes for every ride for an entire month or a membership to Club 33 for one month? Ooh, that's a good one. Now, this one's tricky because if you have the Club 33 membership, you get fast passes. Good point. So I'm going to say Club 33. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Now, if it doesn't come with the fast passes, I might go fast passes only because Club 33, you got to get dressed up. Yeah. And, you know, so that's a whole, that's going to be like a very difficult month for me. I like getting dressed up. I think it'd be fun. It's just one month. I would way rather get to go to Club 33, which is so hard to do, than get unlimited fast passes for a month. Okay. Would you rather get tangled in a bunch of Mickey balloons in front of your crush? Oh, no. (laughs) Nightmare. This is so specific. Trip over the Disneyland trolley tracks three times in front of your ex. Thrice? Thrice. Oh, Whoa. I you know, I feel like I would rather get tangled in the balloons. One, just so I can remind you that when you took your poll, Tangled did win over Frozen. Also, because that's e- a little bit easier to kind of like play off than tripping thrice. <laughs> <laughs> you are ridiculous. I actually would pick the tripping thrice over over the trolley tracks, just because I've actually been tangled in a Mickey balloon once when I was four, and it was very traumatic. So I almost, uh, I lost the circulation on my hand because I was taking a picture with Geppetto from Pinocchio, and the balloon was, like, wrapped around my uh, wrist as a four-year-old. They don't do this for kids anymore. Now they give you the weight to hold it down. But then he pulled back. He, it's a mistake. He didn't know that the balloon had gotten tangled up behind him. And when he pulled back, it cinched on my wrist. And this tells you the era of which this happened, which is the like late 80s. People could still walk in with pocket knives into Disneyland. And there was a guy who saw this happen. My parents were freaking out. And I my hands just turning purple in front of my eyes. I'm screaming. I'm four years old. And a man came running over, pulled out his pocket knife and and 
pulled it off of my wrist. So thanks, man, who saved my life via a pocket knife. That is much different than what I pictured in my head when I thought tangled in balloons. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought. Although I have almost gotten hit by the trolley (laughs) at Disney California. So, I mean, like legit had to be pulled away. (laughs) So, you know. Um, Okay. Next question. Would you rather eat Mickey beignets every day for breakfast or eat a Disneyland corn dog every day for dinner? This is a no-brainer. It's Mickey beignets. It's got to be the beignets because even though they have the ability to make a vegetarian corn dog, they have veggie corn dogs or veggie dogs at the park. They do not make vegetarian corn dogs. So it's got to be a beignet. Yeah. If they made a vegetarian corn dog, it would be the corn dog. Fun fact. Love a, love a corn yeah. dog. Yeah. I do too. And the ones at Disneyland are the best in the universe. They're so good. But I'm going to pick the beignets because those go really well with a morning coffee. They kind of – you could handle them forever. I mean, I think I would get really tired of a corn dog every day for dinner. Um, Okay. I know your answer for this one too. Would you rather spend a day at Disneyland in the pouring rain or spend a day at Disneyland in 100-degree heat? You could say in 75-degree heat and it would be in the rain. But certainly over 100-degree heat. It would be in the rain. I love a a rainy Disney day. It's the best. It is. I love a rainy day, Disney. We also just spent a 106 degree weather day at Disney and that was miserable. It was truly miserable. That was awful. Yeah. Just, just the pits. Would you rather get stuck on It's a Small World for 30 minutes with the song on loop or get stuck on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride for 20 minutes during the hell scene? I think I could block out Small World, the song after a while. I think I could too. And also now that it's just thinking about that 106 degree heat day, it's hot in the hell scene. Yeah, it is. You're right. Because they're they're blasting you with heat. Um, Okay. Would you rather have a one-time totally free shopping spree on any shop in Main Street or never have to wait in line for the tram again? What a weird combo choice. I want free things. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. I'll wait for yeah. a whopping five minutes for the tram. It never takes very long. Okay, this one, I'm very curious what you're going to say. Both sound horrible. Would you rather be followed around the park all day by the Dapper Dans? <laughs> you wouldn't want that. So that's a no for you. Or, it, yes, it is. Would you rather have the Disneyland band follow you around from the park playing songs only from Frozen? This this one is especially for me. <laughs> um, listen, I, what I want to say is that I'm not saying Frozen is bad. I'm saying Tangled is better. Yeah. I think I would rather have the band because the Dapper Dans are out there singing um, Watermelon Sugar and stuff. I don't. I don't need that. Are they really at this point? That's coming. No yeah. I really thought you'd pick the Dapper Dans because I think that you love like a performance and you would have like bits that you would try to do with the Dapper Dans throughout the day. Yeah. To be clear, I love my own performance. That's what you're saying, right? Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather Disneyland bring back Captain EO for good or Disneyland bring back the people mover for good? People mover. Yes. How is this even a thing? I don't know. 
But Captain EO is a very easy bring back. They can't because it's got Michael Jackson starring in it. But Yeah, um, so I think I'm good on Captain EO. I, I think I'm good on that. <laughs> I'd rather have the people mover. And also the people mover is great. Yeah, bring back the people mover. Okay, and lastly, would you rather travel back in time to 1955 and visit Disneyland on opening day or travel forward to the year 2055 and see what Disneyland will be like then? Is it free? They're both free. You're, you're time traveling. I think I'd rather go forward. Yeah? Yeah. Keep moving forward just like Walt. Yeah. So you want to see what it looks like in 2055, huh? Yeah. I wonder if you'll have to be the age or if you'll be like yourself right now. If you'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Dana. Um, it's an imagination question. So I think just what do you think, you know? <laughs> It's it's um it's time travel, so it's not real. So I don't know <laughs> if you have to. <laughs> and I like that that was the barrier to entry too. Ooh, well, I wasn't born in 1955, so that feels out. But do I want to be? Oh, we're talking about like 33 years ahead, so that's ugh, that's not ideal either. Well, I don't know, <laughs> Dana. <laughs> I don't know. I have to. So will you be old? Will you be young? Oh, I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's it, guys. Those are the questions. Well, uh, you didn't answer and- yours. These guys made fun of you too much. Oh, um, you know what? I would travel backwards. I would go back to 1955. I would want to see that opening day. You wouldn't be born yet. <laughs> oh, no. You're right. Okay, well, that was the end of our quiz, our would you rather. Um, I don't know. I think we both... For the quiz part, I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed in how we both did on that. Like, we did okay. I'm disappointed in myself for not believing in myself more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but the yeah. would you rather, that was fun. I think that those were some actually yeah. funny examples. So um, let us know, yeah. everybody, what you guys would choose. And if you did way better than us on that quiz, I'm disappointed that I host a podcast about Disney and I did so poorly on that quiz. So there you go. If you did better than me, I don't want you to tell me. Don't include me in your response. I don't need to know that. Yeah. Okay. Good. And now I want to go find <laughs> wherever they put the uh, the time capsule at Disneyland. I need to know if the plaque is there and where is it. It looks like it's on the ground based off of those pictures. So I got to know. Got to know. Got to. Yeah. Uh, well, with that, folks, thanks again for listening this week. If you're enjoying the podcast, please go on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and rate and review. Give us a five-star review if you can. Kim, fan favorite Kim Moffat, thank you so much for being back again this week. Always happy to run my mouth off. You always do. You always do. Uh, but with that, everyone, have a great week, and we'll see you again next week. 